Still in our series, Church on Fire. We're really going back to the third sermon. This is the sixth sermon of that series, but the last two sermons I included within that the, uh, the story, the, the, the Christmas story, the, the birth of Jesus story from a, uh, from a before Bethlehem perspective. If you allow me, allow me to step back a couple of steps and to go back and pick up where I left off in um, about two, three weeks ago. Allow me to still deal with Church on Fire and go back and pick up the verse that we were dealing with in the Gospel of John chapter 4, beginning in verse 19 through 26. The question or the topic that we're going to deal with today is the evidence of spiritual life. The evidence of being born again it is essential that you don't hope you say, but that you know you say. And I believe that if you are saved, there are evidence that give you confidence that the work that the Lord Jesus started, he will continue with until he calls you home. You better not hope you make it to heaven. You better know you're going to make it. And if you're not on your way, you better... If you have your Bibles with you, will you turn with me to Gospel chapter of John chapter 4? beginning of verse 19 through verse 26. We are reading from the New American Standard Bible, which the words of that translation will be on the screen before you. Gospel of John, chapter 4 beginning in verse 19, is the woman at the well in conversation with Jesus. And it reads as such in our hearing. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit. 
and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. We are going to try to deal with that spirit and truth concept. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that, Lord, that you will manifest yourself in the preaching of your word. Father, you have already shown yourself in the singing and in the praise, and without a shadow of a doubt, we know that you are walking up and down and through this building that we can even now sense your presence. Father, we ask that you do not allow me to impede that which you want to do. Allow me to become an instrument of your glory, instrument of your, of your majesty. Move Tracy out of the way. Sit him down and allow Jesus to stand up. Allow the message to, to play me, to preach me, so that your word may be made clear to us. Lord, give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. Allow our spirits to be open to hear what you are saying to us collectively and individually. Lord, 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 nobody but you. Lord, nobody but you. Lord, nobody but you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. When there is life present, there's evidence that is somehow manifest even when it can't be seen by the naked eye. Remember, not too long ago, Beyonce did a performance, and after the performance, she stands sideways so that her husband and everyone else could see that there was a bump in her tummy. And everybody, without her saying a word, knew that she was carrying a baby. But did you know that before there's growth in the woman's tummy, that there's already evidence that life is on board? A week from conception, the, the placida is, is, is there, and the placida sends out a human hormone that can be tested. It is glaco protein, and that protein that is in the blood and in the urine can be tested. That's what a pregnancy test does. It tests to see if there's evidence of that protein that is being spilled out of the woman's body because there is now new life on board. It tests it because they, they put an antibody that attaches itself to that protein. And when that tester is tested, it shows forth that this protein is in the woman's body, which says to everyone that there is life <laughs> on board. Just as though God gives 
evidence that there is new life in a woman's body before the body even begins to show. There ought to be evidence of spiritual life if you've been born again. Oh, y'all sitting there like, well, what are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying is it's easy to say you're born again, but is there evidence of it? What I'm saying is that a spiritual life has entered into us. It ought to show up in some way, some evidence, some, some way. We, we cannot be going around saying we're pregnant and we're not. What I'm saying is it's essential that you know whether there is spiritual life or not. Because if you don't have it, you want to go back and get it. I remember, I remember trying to water my grass, and, and I had the, the line, and I had the sprinkler, and I thought I turned on the water, but when I looked at the sprinkler system, there was no water coming out of the sprinkler. Now, I knew I had one, two, or maybe three problems. One is maybe they done cut off my water. And nobody told me. <laughs> Two, maybe I forgot to turn on the spotset that allowed the water to flow. Or three, perhaps there was a kink in the line that had stopped the flow of the water that I had turned on. I'm here to say today that if you're not showing evidence of spiritual life. If you're not showing that Christ has come to abide in your life, if there's no evidence in your life some way or another, then maybe there's one or two problems. Maybe there's a kink in the line. And you need to tell Satan and all his imps to get off your back. Number two, perhaps you never turned it on at all. And you need to go back and make sure you got your salvation. John chapter 3, John chapter 3, John chapter 3, John chapter 3. John chapter 3 allows us to see Jesus is, is talking to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is wondering, how do you get saved? How do you make it into the kingdom of God? And Jesus says to him that nobody can make it into the kingdom of God. Nobody can make it in heaven unless they've been born again. Nicodemus is confused because he wants to know, next verse, of whether you can enter into your mother's womb. Can, can you go back and go back to the piscina? Can, can you go back and be born through your mother's birth canal, birth canal? And Jesus tells him, that's not the birth that I'm talking about. The birth that I'm talking about, that once you've been born of water, and he's talking about the baby that is in a sack of fluid, and that fluid keeps that baby alive until it is pushed out, and then the baby takes its first breath and breathes. But he says there's another birth that is even more important than the first birth. That second birth is that you must be, you 
got to be born again. If you're going to be part of the family of God, if you're going to go to heaven when you die, if you're going to have power to overcome the devil, if you're going to get help to live this life the way you ought to live, then you must be, you got to be born again. Here, here Nicodemus is a religious man and just because you're religious don't mean you're spiritual. Don't fall for, don't fall for folks who say they're spiritual but they don't know Jesus. Unless you know Jesus, you don't have the spirit of God to be spiritual. You're just talking a whole lot of religious talk and don't know what you're talking about. Evidence. You can't show evidence of what's not in you. But if it's in you, if it's in you, yeah, I'm not saying you're perfect, but I'm saying it ought to show up somewhere if it's in you. Let's go on, let's go on, let's go on, let's go on. Let's go, show, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And with that verse, also show the statue after we explain it. Look what he says here. Look what he says here. Look, look what he says here. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or translated creation. 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 Creation is something that has never been but now is. It is not a change of philosophy. It is not a change of mind. It's a change of being. It means that we who are in Christ Jesus, that the born-again experience is so supernatural, so out of this world, that that which you never have been, now you are. I don't think y'all hear me. See, that's why you can't be saved and unsaved than saved and unsaved. It, it, it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, the day I'm saved, tomorrow I'm not saved because I've been bad today and tomorrow I get good again and I'm saved again. Listen, you either are or you're not. Oh, yeah, yeah y'all would have shouted on that. Listen, listen, listen. Not based on how good you are, but based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Because to be honest with you, none of us can be good enough. Matter of fact, the only way you can be good enough is if you was born without sin, never sin, and died without ever sin. But all of us have sinned at least once. Hold on. Y'all should have stopped me on that. Because not only have you sinned once, you sinned more times than what you could count. I don't care how good you think you are. Compared to the righteousness of Jesus... Our righteousness is 50 rags. Every one of us. I don't understand folks that can look down on other folks. Listen, your pet peeve may not be their pet peeve, but you still got a pet. My, my God, all of us is jacked. All of us is messed up. From the floor up to your curly 
have on your head, Jack, 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 Jack. Jack from your painted toenails to your painted fingernail. Just from the tip of your high heel shoes to your weave going down your back. to hold on to you. <laughs> you in a battle. Told this morning, my brother went into the Green Beret Special Forces at the age of 17, but when he left, we had this dog that was really his dog. Looked like a shepherd wolf. It could have long hair, extremely smart. This dog weighs somewhere between 100 and 100 and 20 pounds, stood up on his high lanes, was taller than me. He was a monster. The problem is I, I got a dog that didn't see me as his master. My brother was his master. Right. Me, I was his play toy. So, you know, he was mean, he, and he chose who he wanted to be mean to. Some people he let come in, I remember my cousin ran back there, wanted to pet him. And this dog did something I've never seen a dog do before. He stood up on his hind legs and started bouncing towards my cousin like a bear. <laughs> you got to understand, on his hind legs, he was bigger than my cousin. So my cousin's eyes got real big. 
I figure I got to stop him before he eats up my cousin. So I dove and grabbed the chain and stopped him as he was taking his last leap at my cousin. I tell you how unruly he was. He had the nerves to growl at me to try to make me take him for a walk. I would be on the porch, he'd be jumping, and I went to go through the door. He'd go, <laughs> He got to the place he could climb over the fence, and he'd be gone for three days. <laughs> I'd be thinking to myself, I wonder who he killed while he was gone. <laughs> he would come back not hungry. I said, poor whatever he killed and ate. <laughs> Quit talking about my dog. <laughs> he was so smart that when he got loose, I would try to trick him. He loved riding in the car, so I was 16, so I would get in the car, drive the car down the street, open up, he would run in. It worked once. It worked twice. Third time, he just licked at me as I drove by. As unruly as my dog is, your old self is just as ruly. The very thing you want it to do, it won't do. Matter of fact, it would get an attitude with you. I'm going to say this, you can take it the way you like. Your biggest problem is you. My biggest problem is me. We are in a battle. Show the picture of the statue. Up under all that mess, if you're born again, is the real you. Notice that that statue, that that person is pressing his way out. He is tearing his way out with everything in him. He is trying to engage the transformation. God has already done his work, but now we got to do our work. You got to will. Sometimes you got to tell the old you to shut up and sit down. I got to tell, I got to put the old Tracy up on the shelf because he likes to raise his ugly hair. And I got to identify that it's not the new me, that it's the old me. And I got to talk to myself and say, no, 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 no. Shut up and sit down. That's what I used to do. That's what I used to be. No, 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 no. The new you wants to come out. But the old you wants to keep the new you. Is there anybody in the house in a battle with yourself? Is there anybody in the house you struggle with trying to do with God? And I tell you, you got to have a made up mind. It's like a snake that got a new skin. In order for him to get the old skin off, he got to rub up against something. He got to get caught on something and push himself out of his old self into his new self. I want you to know it's going to cost you something to be like Jesus. 
you are not going to walk, walk with no care, whistling Dixie. You got to fight. You, you got to fight. Every day, it is a fight. Every day, you got to make up your mind. Today, I will praise you. Today, I will serve you. Today, I will love my enemy. Today, I will act right. Today, today. And guess what? After you do that today, you got to start over tomorrow. Wake up, new problem, new depth. Everything is a line to stop the new you from coming up. It's in you. We live in a fallen world with fallen people, with fallen relatives, with fallen situations, with a fallen old self who don't want to sit down and shut up. If people on your job is asked whether you're a Christian or not, would they say they see Christ in you? Listen, I hate to say this, but let me say this. Some of us folks hate to see us coming, love to see us leaving. Because we got such a worldly attitude. Titus 3, 4, and 5. Titus 3. It says, but the kindness of God, our Savior, the kindness of God. Didn't have to do it, but he did. His love for you. Somebody said to me, he said, he said, he said, Tracy F., if you don't have to be good enough to get in, then why don't you go back and be bad? Why don't you go back to your own self? I said, oh, you don't understand. It's not fear that makes me want to do right. It's his love. It's his love. His love. When you know you was a wretch undone, when you know that God looked past your faults and saw your knees, when you know that you was jacked up from the floor up and God came and got you, you can't tell me that you can go back and just do any old thing, any old way. You can't tell me that God won't wake you up in the middle of the night and remind you how much he loves you and make, and make you feel God's love will make you act right. God's love will make you forgive folks. Notice what I say, not your love, his love. It's not even about how much we love him. It starts with how much he loves you. And when you know he loves you, you just can't do any old thing. Is there anybody know what I'm talking about? God will wake you up in the middle of the night. Remind you how you are forgiven so that you have to forgive folks that hurt you. God will make you love your enemies, not based on them, based on him. Let me say this. If that doesn't happen to you sometimes, there must be a demon on the line somewhere. You can't tell me. 
God won't trouble you. Listen, all of us get our habits. All of us go through. Sometimes we, we so hot, can't touch us. Can't get enough reading. Can't get enough praising. Can't, can't, got to, can't help it. But you got to agree with me. You don't stay on top of the roller coaster. Sooner or later, you come down. And when you're in the valley, you don't feel like you read something, but you don't know what you read. You fall asleep while you praying. You drag yourself to church. I got a headache. I got a backache. I got a toenail ache. My hair, I got a bad hair day. You know, it's funny the things that will mess up your praise. But guess what? Something in you, something in you pushes you to do what you don't feel like doing. You start off kind of low, but by the end of the service, God done touched you. Won't God send a refreshing sometimes? Won't God renew your spirit sometimes? Won't God take you from valley low to mountain high? Won't God walk you through your stars? Won't God remind you? You got a reason to praise him. Won't God take you back, back to your past? Remind you what he did for you. And you say, wait a minute. I can't act like this. God's been too good to me. If nobody else prays him, I choose to. He saved us. Not on the basis of our deeds. Not on our work. He looked past our faults and saw, he saw I needed him. He saw you needed him. All of us, every one of us, needed Jesus to come save us. Look what it says. Not deeds of righteousness what we have done, but according to his mercy. Somebody ought to say mercy. Somebody say mercy like you mean it. You are saved by mercy means he did not judge you as you deserve. But instead, mercy walked you to grace. Then grace took you on in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grace is giving you the blessings you don't deserve. Mercy is giving you the... Not pardon, but it's holding back the judgment. The, 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 the judgment you deserve. Mercy said, I'm not going to let him strike you down now. Because if you go now, you're going to hell. So I'm going to cover you with my money. How can I say this? God said, I choose not to see you in you, in your sin. I cover you in mercy. Can, can I use your red coat for a moment? He said, I cover you in my mercy till grace covers you by the blood. Is there anybody covered by the blood? Is there anybody 
You're covered by the blood. Mercy kept you till you stepped up under the blood. Now mercy trails behind the blood because now you're covered by the blood. Is there anybody covered by his? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's what's that? By the washing. That's blood. Of regenerate. Regeneration is a word that means that now a whole different dis, disposition. Such a change. Such a different. You're not even the same person you used to be. Attitude has changed. Once was against God, now you love God. Once could do anything and go to sleep. But now, if you think about it, it wakes you up. Oh, something to change on the inside. And it's pressing through until more of what he has in you shows up. On, Do you have any evidence of your salvation? Is there evidence that, that, that the old you is fading away? And the new, I, I don't believe that, that you can just maintain in your spiritual walk. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. You may be maintaining your position by faith. You may be maintaining as you go through the fight. There are sometimes when the enemy is coming so hard, the only thing you can do is plant your feet and stand. All H-E-L-L done broke loose. And you refuse to step backwards. Can't move forward. So you... And you're fighting the good fight of faith. But spiritually speaking, spiritually in your spiritual growth, you should always be moving forward forward. Let me explain. Even the test you're going through is making you trust him more. Even the heartache you're experiencing, you're learning how to praise him through it. You may not see it now, but the trouble you're in is working for you a greater work of grace, and God has you in his hands as you're going through you ask why you're going through this so that at the end of the day when Christ comes, the only thing you have to offer up to him is faith that's been tested. Let me say this. Faith that hasn't been tested isn't really faith at all. You don't know how much faith you have until you've been through the fire and you can say, I'm still here. When the, when the smoke clear and the devil has done all that he could do and you still saying, guess what? You thought you had me, didn't you? Nah, 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 nah. When you can still say, I made it. I made it through the storm, through the rain, but I'll make We are, we got life in us. Ephesians 4, verse 22 and 24. Look what he says. Look what he says. Look what he says. Ephesians 4, verse 22. He says, laying aside. Laying aside is not easy. 
And I know the verse make it sound like it's easy. In reference to your former matter of life, what you used to be, he would not say laying aside if you can't pick it up once you're saved. He would not be encouraging us to, to press through unless the former way of life still clings on. Listen to what I'm saying. Its power now is broken, but its presence is still there. Amen. Listen, it's, it can no longer make you do. Let me explain. For the Christian, you can no longer say, the devil made me do it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm afraid you can't use that excuse no more. But I don't know what happened. The devil made the devil. That old devil made me do it. You know, he slick. Wait a minute, are you saved? You know what I'm saying? Well, then the devil didn't make you. Might have tricked you, but he didn't make you. Because what it says here is that we have the power not to allow it to happen. It is a choice. So here he says, lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted according to the lust of the deed. It's old. It's not saved. It uh, follows the devil. He says, lay it aside. He says, 23, that you renew in the spirit of your mind. Go. It says, put on the new self. Which is, now he don't mean put it on, but what he means is this. He said, he said, he said, let the new self come out. Noah said, which is in the likeness of God, has been created. Created means that which was not there before now has been created new in you. That which you did not have. Now you have it. God spoke into nothing and created something. That which you did not possess, now you are. Listen, it's not even you possess it, you are it. Your whole state of being have changed. No, sir. So, so the new me is created in righteousness and holiness. Huh? This is the awesome thing about it. Even as Christians, when we're not walking fully in it, God still sees us as that. Let me say that again. That blew by some of y'all. That went shh. God does not see you for what you do. He sees you for who you are. And since he says, I made you this, he sees you as though you are that, even though it's not perfected through you yet. Now, what that says is this. That ought to humble us to the place 
that we get the can't help it. That we ought to say, Lord, I believe I am who you say I am. It may not show all that I am yet, but I got a made up mind. I'm going to be all that you have called me to be. I may fall seven times, but I'm going to get back up seven times. And what God says is true. I am who he says that I am. I don't care if you don't see it yet. I don't care if you don't like it yet. But I am who he says that I am. I know I just cussed you out. I'm sorry that I cussed you out. But I am who I say who he says that I am. Because if God said it, I believe. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. In 2013, I'm going to be more of what God says I am than in 2012. I am who he says that I am. You got to talk to yourself. You got to. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Galatians 5, 22, 23. 17 and 18 tells us about the battle that in Galatians, we, we battle the old self and the new self. Battle against one another. The old self, it, it works against. It works against who you really are. It doesn't mean you're not that. It means that it works against it. Listen, question is, are we going to believe our experience or are we going to believe the word of God? My experience will keep reminding me who I used to be. Y'all didn't hear that. (laughs) My experience will keep reminding me who I used to be. And if I keep on allowing that tape to keep playing without speaking truth to it, then I will be stuck in a rut because I'm not applying faith to what God says that I am. You know, got to erase the tape and put some new stuff there. Got to erase the CD and allow some new stuff to come. Got to start speaking, not what I used to speak, but pick up what God is speaking and begin to speak it for myself. It's not real until you speak it, till you can feel it. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God over and over and over and over and over and over again. 22. 22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I told you that the devil can't make you do anything because he says, I've given you self-control. That means you got the ability to tell yourself. Hold on, you got the ability to tell yourself. 
You got the ability to tell yourself. You got the ability to tell yourself. See, y'all don't want to even tell yourself no now. You got the ability to tell yourself. You got the ability. I'm not going to go on until I hear some no. You got the ability to tell yourself. You got the ability to tell yourself. See, I believe practice makes perfect. I can't believe y'all. Y'all wouldn't say no. First Peter 2, 1 and 3. First Peter 2, 1 and 3. Therefore, putting aside, again, putting aside the old self, continuously throughout Scripture, it's telling us to do that which is in our power, that which the Holy Spirit has given us the ability to do. To not trust your experience, but to lay hold on what the Word of God says about you. Therefore, putting aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure Word. Some of y'all got babies, and your baby eat every four hours. That means that in the middle of the night, you got to get up. Some of y'all remember that. And feed that baby. Somebody said, what happens if you don't get up? The cry get louder and louder. That baby gonna make you get up. Why? Because it is desiring milk that helps it to grow. You know, it says your spirit is hungering for some word. Our spirit is hungering for some word. He said, by this, that is food for your spirit. And if we are not intentionally feeding our spirit by prayer, by the word, how do we expect to grow? Not going to happen. I believe, I believe even in the church, even in the church, that there ought to be an atmosphere that, that, that stimulates growth. There ought to be chatter, a type of chatter, a type of, a type of, of noise. It's, it's like after the choir sing a song, throughout the congregation there's a noise. You know, it's not just talk. You know, it's, 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 it's a spiritual condition that we begin to say what the words say. We, we begin to speak what God, that's why we ought to be careful what we speak in the house. Let me say that again. This is not our house. This is the Lord's house. And you should not come in here talking anything in the house. When we come together, this is for the encouragement of the saints. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 18. This is for the encouragement of the saints, which means that the words that come out of our mouth should not be to put nobody down. Oh, y'all don't, don't hear me. When folks come in here, they come in getting beat up by the world. The last thing they need to see is you rolling your eyes. That's I believe that we are held accountable, accountable of how we treat people, but especially, especially, especially in the house. Why? Because this is the Lord's house, 
in Revelation says he's walking up and down the aisles in his house. When the church come together, the atmosphere ought to shift. That we got the power to speak blessings to one another. The evidence is that there ought to be a type of chatter in the house where, where folks come in, tore down, beat up, but they leave out, built up. Look what it says. Do not be drunk with wine. Wherewith is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another. Listen, that one another is not me speaking to you. That one another is y'all talking to one another. It is not telling the preacher to do this. It said, among yourselves, when you get together, you ought to be speaking the word of God. Something of encouragement. Something that will build the other one up to each other. Listen, it is setting the atmosphere where spiritual growth can take place. That's why what y'all do is so important to set the atmosphere for the word. Because the higher y'all take it, the more receptive people are to the word. Even more anointing, I'm able to walk into a higher anointing because you have lifted the platform for me to preach. It is hard when someone the sang and then tore it up in the flesh. And I have to come behind that. But when the atmosphere has been set in the spirit, and y'all don't care whether they get with y'all or not, because y'all recognize y'all not doing it for them anyway. They need to join in as y'all praise God. And y'all set the atmosphere and get happy singing a song to the Lord. Oh, then when, when y'all do that, I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to say, hey, 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 hey. The platform been set. Let's go. Let's go. Do I don't think we understand the dynamics that happens when the church get together. It's, it, it will make your spirit go, go pop. Something on the inside will go pop. Uh, it ought to get to the place we can't wait to Sunday. Because we know come Sunday, we're going to be in the presence of the Lord and something's going to go pop. Colossians, Colossians 3, 16. Watch what it says. Colossians 3, 16. Let the word of God richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Listen what it's saying. Not from me, from what? Another. Who have you blessed lately? Who have you spoken the word of God into to encourage them? Who have you said, may God's highest blessings? Did you know there's power in the words that come out of your mouth? 
if you got all this light inside of you, then you ought to let some words of light come out of your mouth. You ought not to leave out of here without encouraging somebody. You ought to, instead of looking for somebody to speak to you, you ought to look to somebody to speak into. Pick the one that's standing by themselves and they look like they need a word of encouragement. My God, my God, my God, my God. The opportunity we have when we come together to change somebody. Somebody is one step away from blowing their brains out. And if you just love on them, speak to them, they would say, I think I'll stick around for a while. Lord, have mercy. We don't know what folks have to deal with when they leave here. Don't let them leave here down in the dumps because you said something that your mouth wasn't supposed to. Atmosphere, atmosphere, atmosphere. Setting the atmosphere. Listen, what are you saying? That the evidence of, of that we are the church is that there's a setting of the atmosphere and that you're able to speak into other people's lives. Let's take this on home. Let's take this on home. Where I want to go. Go to Isaiah 55. I know I skipped over a lot of verses, but let's go there anyway. For as the rain and the snow comes on the earth. Listen what God's saying. He's saying, I have already placed the seed in the ground. I have already placed the seed in the soil. I have already done it. Now, what it needs from me is for me to let it rain and snow so that I can allow moisture to enter into the outer shell, to connect to the inner shell, so that pressure will happen that the inward pressure begins to press on the outward hardness and that will create such a pressure within the sea that the outer shell will go pop. Y'all didn't hear me. It is the moisture, the, the, the environment that makes the sea go pop. What do pop mean? Pop means that life has finally come forth. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think y'all caught it yet. With that which was dead, that which was laying dormant, the potential of life was there, but there was no evidence of life being there. And God says, when I send the rain, everything else is already there. I'm going to take the potential for life and speak life into it. Oh, y'all don't believe me. Okay, let's go to the next verse. He says, so will my 
so will my, so will my, so will my work do to you all. Because we are the ones that are the receiver of his word. And he said that my word will go forth from my mouth. Well, well, someone said, well, the Lord isn't speaking. Wait a minute. Didn't he on his word? Then we said that, that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, we said that the word is inspired. The, tr- the right translation is he breathed his word. And if God breathed his word, when we hear his word, I believe that God is breathing on us. Uh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Let me explain. Whenever God breathes, life comes forth. You know what? We ought to come into the congregation saying, Lord, breathe on me. Lord, breathe on me. Somebody said, somebody said, but wait a minute, preacher. I'm already alive. I know Jesus, but all of us got some dead things in our lives. <laughs> all of us got some stuff that are dead. And if you don't watch it, dead stuff will drain the life out of you. All of us got dead situations, and you've been trying everything you can to change the situation. And it's as dead as dead. The horse is dead. It looks dead. It smells dead. It's acting like it's dead. It's just laying there, and it's dead. And you still try to say, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. My God, it's dead. I don't care how much you say giddy up, that horse is not getting back up. The flies know it's dead. The magnets know it's dead. Everybody else know it's dead. And you still hold on to the rest and say, come on, horsey, come You got to let some dead things go. You can't make dead things come alive. There's only one person I know that can make dead things come alive. And it's not you, it's not me. So what you saying, preacher? If you are a child of God, when you turn away from the dead thing, God got life someplace in your life. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Quit concentrating on that which is dead. Turn your attention to the very thing that has life. Oh, do what you're supposed to do as long as you can do it. But put your emphasis on that which speaks to your spirit. I'm not saying walk away from I'm saying turn away from it and say, Lord, if you don't fix it, it won't be fixed. If you don't do it, I can't do it. I, I, I'm not going to cry as much. I'm not going to beg as much. Lord, I'm going to find some place in my life that where I see you working, and I'm going to give you the praise for working in my my life. My, hold on. 